Bring your vax card. As long as you're civil, you're going to meet gentle people. If you're not civil, well, you heard the first episode. This is round two, guys. Good evening. You heard that song I was playing in the background. Are you going to San Francisco? So we talked about the Bee-In Festival a little bit. And it was it was organized, but it wasn't, you know, in your mind, you're thinking Janice. and J Nobody knew who these people were. Jimi Hendrix was across the pond. And... Human rights didn't exist unless you're a white male supremacist asshole Weinstein rest of his life in jail type of people. And it was really good for them at 50s, 60s played well for alpha white males. 70s, okay. 80s, uh, well, that was the bill years. The last 10 or so, not so much. And hey, middle-aged white males, karma, got to pay it off. So... And that's how it works here in San Francisco. Sometimes you pay your karma. Sometimes you are the karma. So did you know that that song was the anthem? And he was the little brother to one of the mamas and papas. That was Scott McKenzie. Are you coming to San Francisco? Make sure to wear some flowers in your hair. You're going to meet a lot of gentle people there. Um, and there were. There were a lot of gentle people. It was a bee-in. It was the first time any amount of kids, there was like 20, they say 20,000, others say 25,000, under 25-year-olds showed up, just descended on the hate. Never happened anywhere before in the United States. Something else that didn't happen, the young men told them to kiss this my ass. I'm not going to let you put a bullet in my forehead for a police action. The draft was on. Mothers were freaked out. The women were tired of wearing bras. And a lot of folks got tired of being arrested because they were gay. Oh, yeah. That was 1967, San Francisco. Illegal to be gay. Janice had a hell of a time. gentle you know you guys gotta realize you can't have a revolution a peaceful revolution without a little muscle and yeah there was some muscle and there were some idiots there were some hippies and there were some disillusioned people and for one year they got together in 25 blocks right around the corner from me this little town, you know, the greatest little city in the world, called San Francisco. And we're open. Bring a vax card. Bring money. Come play in the hate. It is a lot of fun. And I'm hoping to put enough emphasis on just how important 1967 was. It changed the perception of the United States and the world on people's personal rights. And we're talking about women, gay, 
non-white alpha males. So we talked about the being in the beginning, and that happened with the diggers who and the hell's angels and the unknowns, the mamas, the papas, and all this good stuff. And uh, the posters started appearing around the city, and it was around the hate mainly, right after the first of the year in 97. And it was for the 14th. So it wasn't like, you know, pounding the drums and we didn't have Google and blah, 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 blah. It just posters started appearing. And now this is for the B-In, not the Monterey Pop Festival. The Diggers, we had talked about earlier, and they got together with an individual by the name of, well, let's just call him the doctor. It was Mr. Stanley. He was considered the premier chemist for LSD in 1967. He donated 75 turkeys that day so they could feed the masses. Because part of the diggers was all about it's free. They were anarchists. It's supposed to be free. Everything's for free. And they fed a lot of people. They would go procure, good word for it, kind of like the people go procure out of Walgreens here. <laughs> they went and ripped off whatever. They brought it back to the women. They then went, sat down, did drugs, partied their asses off. And the women sweated their asses off, serving, oh man, up to three, four hundred meals a day. And yes, they bitched. Back up until that time, women didn't bitch. They bitched each other, but they wouldn't dare bitch the... But that's that's the diggers. They were, uh, I talked about the first troupe, they, you know, the first go-around. They were a performance art troupe that got playing around and decided they were going to change the world. We're going to do it rot through the hate. And they didn't like hippies. They killed the hippie at the end of 67. Just like I had said earlier, that is the death of 1967. So you now have the 14th. You got 25,000 kids, sorry, under 25 years old, descend on the hate. Well, the hate kind of took it in stride. And our chemist, Mr. Stanley, that so graciously donated all those turkeys, also laced all the bread with the best LSD at the time called White Lightning. Now, up until this point, LSD, and we are not talking about microdosing, children. Nope, no microdosing here, guys. This was hardcore dosing. And Mr. Oswell Stanley, infamous man, he was a chemist, very good chemist out of Kentucky, had a great job, and discovered out if you put this and that and this together, you end up with LSD. Uh, uh, so he'd made a couple dollars, and he was so sweet, he donated all those turkey. Well, what else is the better way to serve turkey than on heavily dosed bread? So he dosed all the bread. They sent it out there, and then guess what? The second iconic, infamous figure of the 60s came popping out with a catchphrase that I'm sure you recognize. You've heard of Timothy Leary, right? Well, at this point, LSD is absolutely legal, and he's got things going up and down the boardwalk. He gets up, he grabs that microphone. Turn on. Tune in. Drop out. Turn on. Do drugs, meaning LSD. Tune in. Figure out the hell's going around. We are going to change some stuff. Drop out. Walk away and get off the grid. 1967, here it is. It's a hell of a year. What do you think so far, huh? <laughs>
the straights for losing their minds. All these kids partying in the hate, talking about it. And LSD was legal. One pill makes you larger. By the handful, right in the hate. It was outlawed shortly after this concert. Mother gives you, you know, those things just won't do an effing thing to me at all. Oh, yeah. No wrong doing drugs. You just have to do the drugs. You can't let the drugs do you. But that's a whole other issue. Anybody know the real word? Right here? It's not cauliflower, it's caterpillar. The smoking caterpillar now has given you by my standards the best Grace Jones song ever. I was never a big mushroom fan. I tried it four times and I didn't like it. We'll talk. Strongest voices, but nothing compared to Janis Joplin. What? Let's all beat our head. Here we go, round two. Now, Jefferson Airplane was right there with the thick of everybody. It was the dead. It was Janice. Uh, Janice hooked up with the holding company. These guys were all unknown. And this was at the concert we just talked about, the BN. And it was not about those guys. It was about changing things and a new world order and, and love and lots of drugs and sex. And no, we're not going to let you kill us because this isn't a war. And you know what? We don't believe in that anymore. And you know, why don't we just bend over and kiss my... That never happened before. I know it's hard for you guys to believe that. It's true. Go ask any old man. That never happened before. And it scared the United States out of their freaking minds. The Straits, you know. Um, it was a life-changing moment. I was under 10 years old, but old enough to remember it very, very fondly. So now, Scott McKenzie put out this song. And an energy all its own started to spin away from the hate. I, a kid, still feel it. Felt it. It was different. It was unique. And it could be dangerous. Kind of like the hate is right now. But it was the beginning. I'm talking no lie. And I'm trying to bring this up because I want you to go look. Now, nobody had heard of Jimi Hendrix. Nobody heard of The Who. On this side of the pond. But they're making big noise over there. And they had this pop festival put together a little bit more a little bit more intense and a lot more advertised. A the song and word of mouth. 
And it was the end of June. And it was going to last for three days. This is how out of touch the sheriff of the hate was. We'll just ignore it and all the kids will go away. Swear to God, Google it. 200,000 came wandering into the hate. More densely packed than Manhattan. And Cooper, who was the head of the diggers, who bought a house where the kitchens were. The women worked their asses off in like four different kitchens around the place. And the men sat downstairs in the basement and did drugs. <clears throat> or so I've been told. Anyway. Life was nothing like it is now. And if it wasn't for San Francisco and its liberal agenda and the Hells Angels and the Diggers, the Duggers, Diggers, and that exact second in time, who's to say? I don't know. It's a very special place for me. It always has been. That's why I love my city. The Monterey Pop Festival ignited the careers Of course, without saying, probably unarguably the finest guitar player of his era chosen by his peers. Of course, I'm talking about Jimi Hendrix. He did not live, per se, meaning like all the time in the hate. But yes, he was at that residence, the Red House. And that residence was kind of his tacking spot as he ascended to a place for 24 months that I can't even think of any other single rock star out there burned like Jimmy did. Jimmy was black. We're now in the 80 or the set or the, the late 60s early 70s and we have a lot of race riots going on. And there's a little group called the Black Panthers. Now Jimmy was love, love, bring more love. He did them two at a time, okay? Kind of a, Jimmy went to jail. Or I went to jail. Jimmy had a choice. He stole two cars. He got caught in two cars. And he had choice A, choice B. Go to prison, like Jerry, <laughs> or go into the service. And he went in and became a pilot or something like that. But as the story goes, got caught slapping the donkey and was discharged. His guy, his his commander just couldn't stand him. So said he was never going to be blah, blah. And he matriculated this way. Kind of interesting. And this is a true story. Both Jerry and Jimmy were kicked out of the United States service. So Jimmy has now got a big reputation back on the West Coast. The, the, I'm sorry, over across the pond. And now everybody, our group, are moving forward. Jimmy, Jerry, and Janice did not circulate in the same round. A lot of people have the question, well, did Jerry Garcia and Jimi Hendrix ever play on stage? I know the real answer. It was set up twice. I'll talk about that later. Janis Joplin was a whole different breed. Uh, Jimmy was probably one of the sweetest, quietest, very reserved. I mean, he was shy, super, super shy. 
And when he landed, they whisked him away. He was nowhere near the Red House. And he went and played the Monterey Pot Festival. And that was just like... Now, a few weeks prior, he was over... Uh, probably about a month, month and a half. Prior, he did what was known as the Sgt. Pepper plays. Um, and it was... The Beatles, and they just done Sgt. Pepper, which, you know, unmarkedly the greatest album, blah, blah, blah. And all the English folk were going to this concert. And they that's where Jimmy was seen by the likes of The Who and The Beatles. And just every top shelf musician in the world was over to these. Here comes this little black kid they hadn't seen before. And they all went, holy crap, who is this? This is an amazing he is just who? Uh, whoa! There was some very like who the fuck? That's how good Mr. Hendrix was. Comes over here and lights up the Monterey Pop Festival. Quite a few people got discovered at the Pop Festival. We've heard of the Who, right? The very first time, Keith Moon and I personally have seen the man, who's dead and was the crazy act. John Entwistle, really good friend of mine. He died of cocaine overdose in Las Vegas. And Robert Townsend and Roger Daltrey did not miss a beat and played the very next night. So that kind of tells you John Entwistle, the bass player. He, you know, did Spider. Uh, it was rock and roll. And rock and roll takes its toll. I personally, Prince cost me off guard. I never knew Prince was a junkie. Here we go again on that phenotol. I had no idea he was a junkie. Tom Petty, I knew he liked the candy. It's only rock and roll, right? So now here comes the Monterey Pop Festival, just sizzling. The Who, who had seen and knew Jimmy, were both scheduled to play the final night, which was Sunday. They were both so intimidated by each other as a band. It's a true story. Flipped a coin to see who actually would go out on stage first. And the lineup was The Who, Jimmy, I'm sorry, The Who, The Dead. We all forgot The Dead. <laughs> it was just sandwiched between The Who. The first time Keith Moon knocked drums off and uh, you had... Oh, my God. Townsend beat the hell out of $5,000 guitar and just screeching, yelling. Nobody had ever seen anything like it before. And then the dead came out and played three songs that lasted 70 minutes. <laughs> you know, they don't, good dead song can go on for a half hour. Easy. And then Jimi Hendrix came out and played upside down, backward, left guitar. And somewhere in the man's mind, he had a lighter fluid. He had a little plan. He lit his guitar on fire, 1967, upstaged the Who, and burned brighter than any entertainer for 24 months. And then straight downhill and was found dead. No autopsy. Everybody took the word of the spouse or the girlfriend he was with. He had been screwed over by managers. The Black Panthers had got him to speak out, and he made some very, very scary words. Oh, my God, the white folk were losing their minds. There's a lot of swirl if you go look. 
because they looked into it 20 years later and the girlfriend's story didn't make sense one his stomach first thing that the autopsy and they had the autopsy they just didn't care it was a black entertainer he died of bilbetowitz and he had beans all over his mouth that's what was reported and that's the way it worked and they did not look into that man's death for 20 years and when they did it was there the attending physician first thing he said oh my god how did this man drink all this red wine he was full we are not talking a few glasses to the point where a doctor and it's noted start googling baby or there's a lot of great documentaries out there. How did this man get this? Jimi Hendrix did not drink wine. Jimi Hendrix drank harder liquor, but he was not a wine boy. He was not a heroin guy. Everybody knew Jimi liked to sniff the other way. He was into Coke. He had an FBI file longer than your... And he was in a position that no other black man had ever been in the history of, and it was scaring the white boys really bad. We always wondered what happened to Kennedy. Kennedy was going to pull out of Vietnam. There's a lot of money in it for Johnson and the CIA and blah, 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 because money's war. War's money. And Mr. Kennedy went away. Jimmy stood up and said, you know, and he wasn't an advocate of it, okay? Don't get me wrong. He was peace, love. But the Panthers, he had a duty. And uh, he died very, very mysteriously, very, very quickly. And just absolutely a framework for, well, we all know how Marlon went. That was a CIA's special. You've just seen The Who throw all their crap off stage and go totally nuts. Then you saw the Grateful Dead come out and just beat the dead. You then just had this man walk out, walk off half a dozen songs. Now he's covering Wild Thing. You know, by the Trogs. Hendrix does not get copied. Nobody else plays a guitar like Jimmy.
Sorry to me one more time again. Yeah, one more time. Oh, shucks, I love you. goes on for six and a half minutes and at the end of this song last oh i don't know 45 seconds you can catch this on youtube he pulls out some lighter fluid and sacrifices his guitar and it was a sacrifice and he even said it now you have just watched i'm trying to bring you back with me people i know it's all fuddy duddy but us old folks, we're reliving. But you have just seen the entire makeup and chemistry of anybody that was anything over one three-day festival. This old folk, I know. Well, we've taken over TikTok anyway, so screw it. Uh, did you ever really look at who actually played at the Monterey Pop Festival. And who introduced who? Wikipedia, guys. Blow your mind. Friday, the Association, the Poppers, Lou Rawl, Beverly Cooner, uh, Johnny Rivers, Eric Burden and the Animals. That was the first song that you heard my first go around. You know, get your ass out of here, bring money. Simon and Garfunkel. I don't know, there's a little local group we've heard of. The Canned Heat, Big Brother and the Holding Company, a Saturday night. Country Joe and the Fish, Al Cooper. The Butterfield Blues Band, Quicksilver Messenger Service, Steve Miller Band. The Electric Flag, Saturday evening. That was just the day group. I did go to the S Festivals, and that was pretty fun. It was similar to, lasted three days, and it was a really fun time, and, you know, not Woodstock, and wasn't this. But it was the S Festivals, and that was pretty fun. Yeah, a lot of partying going on. Hear that distortion? Signature Jimmy. Just signature Jimmy. Now, my whole generation, before me, you know, my parents, noise, oh my God, it's noise. We loved it. We cranked it up. And when Jimmy played Star Spangled Banner, I think that is actually got him killed. The white vets lost their mind. We all think it was just, and it was, right? I mean, even now, he was so far ahead of his time. It sent the middle-aged, white, alpha, martini-swilling, wife-smacking, 
elitist, pasty-faced Presbyterian. You see how well I liked them, and I saw them in first class lose their minds. This black, that is, oh boy. And when they used the word back in our day, mm -mm, they meant them. It was a nigga, it was nigger. And they knew what they were saying, just like faggot. Amazing how fast we've come so far from 1967. I just don't see why we can't take the next effing step and just get this get along thing down. Civil, uncivil, that's it. We have been working on this, people. I'm going to be dead here shortly. I have lung cancer. and No big deal. Some you do, some you don't. Whatever. I would just like to have a little Camelot for this last year and a half. Civil and uncivil is all you need. And we need to go through the police force. And we have got to help these people on the street. And we are going to talk about that. But not this episode. Sunday. Robbie Shankar. Okay. For those of us that know, we all went, <gasps> this is when he was introduced. So many of these were introduced. Jefferson Airplace. Otis Redding was introduced. This, I meaning these are their first big performances. Um, the Who, The Grateful Dead, Jimi Hendrix Experiences, The Mamas and the Papas. Scott McKenzie wrote the song. And now you start getting this crazy, you know, introduced, the association was introduced by John Phillips. David Crosby introduced the Poppers. Lou Rawl introduced by Peter Tork. Um, oh, where's some of these crazy ones? Um, Eric Burden by Chet Helms. No, I know. The kids, you don't know any of this. The, all the parents are dolling. John Phillips introduced Simon and Garfunkel. Uh, where's another one I saw that I really liked? Um, well, we all know who introduced Jimmy, right? I'm kind of getting up to that. I'm going to play one more time for everybody. In fact, that's what I'm ending this in for show. But the birds were introduced by Mike Bloomfield. Airplane was introduced by Garcia. You know, my babysitter. Um, he was a really sweet guy. He played the banjo, I'll tell you. But he was right across the street from the headquarters. I mean, they threw it. When my mom found out, and she was more pissed, the fact, not that I was at the HA headquarters, but my uncles would just throw me on these hogs. And back then, hold on, baby. Seriously, no helmet. <laughs> Some of the stuff, it's amazing. Any of us made it out alive. So, Otis Redding played. He was introduced by Tommy Smothers. Smother Brothers. I don't know you guys don't know that. Uh, let's see. Shankar, no introduction. He did his thing. Um, hold on one second. I just, it's, this is blowing my mind. Where was it that I saw? Torque, I didn't give a shit about. Eric, no, I'm a big Who fan. Eric Burden introduced... Now, Eric Burden is the animals. He's the guy that did that very first song, San Francisco. Not coming to San Francisco, but you better like us out here because we're some damn cool people. Bring money. Uh, my first episode. I might throw it in there. Uh, but that's Eric Burden and the animals. Uh, you know the animals. Um, famous song, uh, House of the Rising Sun. Right? Don't let your kid do what I did. Yeah, that kind of thing. He was big time back then. So he introduced The Who. It was the first time The Who had ever performed in the United States. The first time The Who had ever beat the shit out of their equipment. And Keith Moon, the drummer, was dead a year later. He OD'd. Yeah, he, well, drummers, you know, happens. It's rock and roll. Oh, 
of the Stones. He was one of the gods at this point. Introducing Jimmy. Okay, one of the gods. That's who introduced Jimmy. Brian, and I've got a picture in that last uh, TikTok I did. Um, but that was Brian. I mean, he was just, at, he was God. He was one of the four Rolling Stones. And that was... They all knew Jimmy over there. McCartney was on the board of the festival. And it, he, he did that just for the simple reason he wanted Jimmy Hurt. And he opened with the killing floor. Yeah, it just wasn't the summer love. And that's why I had to bring it in a podcast. And I've got probably three or four more shows between 30 and an hour long. This is strictly for the hardcore. This is strictly the people that enjoy this time of our lives. I've got more response from it than almost anything else other than the time that I almost got shot by a cop in the hate. Thanks a lot. The Butler Show. Be talking with you. Round two. And these are snippets of the live from Monterey. First time Jay picked it up. Thanks for listening. Now you know you are. You're the black kid up there wailing. More power than God for two years. White boys. Sphincters the size of. Couldn't get a BB up there. Black Panthers, drugs, open sex, F you. We're not going to your damn war and getting killed. Hate Ashbury, 1967. Oh yeah, this little bicycle group that made sure shit stayed in line. Four of them, my uncle. You didn't hear that from me. Right now we got a song named Wind Cross Mary. Thank you very much. We have a song named Wind Cross Mary. We gotta keep it going real quick. Go something like this. Yeah. Next single here, I hope. ever seen anything like yeah, it, it before. Go. Nobody has ever seen anything like really it since. Right here. Did it even rain? No buttons to push. 
And right now, I'd like to dedicate this song to everybody here with hearts, any kind of hearts and ears. Go something like this here. As I said before, it's really groovy. I had to bore you for about six or seven minutes to do it. You hear that? Thing, you know. Bore him. This is his personality. Yeah. Excuse me for a minute. Let's let me play my guitar, right? Shy, man. Okay, a minute. I'm just going to play my guitar. I never did think about Bob Dylan. That's his grandma over there. This little thing called like a Rolling Stone. Are you civil or are you uncivil? Do you get involved? Look away. Pull your phone out. Freedom costs a lot. Now, didn't you? People call, save a wet dog. You're bound to fall, you thought they all. Well, can you? You used to laugh about everybody that was uh, hanging out. Look at you, but now you don't talk so loud. Now you don't, baby. Here comes Seems the fog. Wait, so get foggy too. By having to be scrounging. Yeah. Come on, people, stand up. Yeah. How do you fucking feel? Oh, how does it feel, baby? You just come through a year of darkness. That line to you, Gen Z. The boomers are done. The X's are going to help, and the millennials are useless. It's up to you. Well, the millennials are good for IT. Hey, sorry, just speaking fact. We admit it, we effed them up. Going to the final school, all right. <laughs> Mr. Lonely Bud, you know you only used to get. Nobody here to taught you how to live on the streets, and now you uh, just Better gonna have again. to get used to it. Used to it. August, rolling in, people, rolling. You never compromise. I've been channeling Jimmy, putting this together the last three days. You all know it. Now you, you got to realize. Nobody can come up with his itinerary, why he lived here. Oh, yeah, he lived here, but you have it, and we'll have it all by the time I'm done. Didn't come together easy, but this is what Jimi Hendrix did in San Francisco, between 67 and 68. Never here in 69, and he was dead in 70. How does it feel? 
highly suspect circumstance. Around 20 years later. They just buried the damn nigga when he died in 70. Yeah, that was the attitude of the country. Another dumb junkie that Look at We elected Nixon. You think asshole was bad? Upside down, backward, left-handed. I want to thank you for joining me both on TikTok and for here. There'll be at least two more segments. Yeah, dig this baby, bro. They got a little tune around name. Not the summer of love. It's a changing a personal right. No, this kind of. Yeah. We need to get it we'll done. Me, baby, to go something like this here. The words might be wrong, but uh, that's all right.